0: Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here to the Growing Your Dental Business podcast. It's been a minute since I've recorded the podcast. I recently had the opportunity to attend the Academy of Dental Management Consultants in Atlanta. And so the one thing I realize every time I I attend a consultant event is that the dental community is in such good hands with all of these dental consultants who specialize in different aspects of running a dental practice. So today I'm excited to welcome Marissa Nicholson from Denver, Colorado, who is a member of our eAssist Consulting Network. Welcome Marissa. Thank you so much.
0: I'm honored to be here with you.
1: Oh, we love having you. And one thing that impressed, um, I was impressed about when I was looking at your website is you're not only the founder of Dental Practice Management Agency, but you're also a certified life coach, which goes hand in hand with everything that you have to offer Dennis. I love it. Just to tell our listeners a little bit about you is you've been in dentistry for more than 20 years. And you have had the opportunity to utilize your clinical knowledge as well as your leadership skills. And when you worked in the dental practice, you were able to earn the position of a regional trainer and then eventually moved into a regional manager for a large DSO, Dental Service Organization. So my first question, Marissa, is I would love for you to tell us a little bit about that and how how you got into dentistry, but then what was it that set you apart to move into that regional management position? And then what is it that led you to become a dental consultant to help practices all over the country?
0: Oh, that is such a good question. (laughs) Um, I have been in dentistry since I started with my childhood dentist. So I begged and begged him to work in his practice. And I think he finally had pity on my soul. (laughs) It was just him and his wife she did all the billing. He did all the everything else. Um, and so he, he taught me almost like I was his associate. He really respected me. And I was just a kid, you know, I was just coming in after school, <laughs> um, and on the, in summertime, but, um, he treated me in such a way that he really had me fall in love with dentistry. He would get out his path books and show me all the things. And you know, they didn't have kids. So I think they kind of just both did that. And his wife taught me everything for an office and insurance. And um, when I graduated, and he retired, I kind of just moved on and was an ed, I went to I think it was with the last class that went to CU when they actually did at schools back then in Colorado, you don't have to be certified. But yeah. I just wanted to have that and um, was a, a lead for the back office. And then I started helping more and more in the front. And I just fell in love with all things insurance. And I know most people are like, oh my God, you're crazy. <laughs> but I loved it. I loved the game of it. I loved um, helping patients know their insurance better, getting them to say yes to their treatment plans, all of those pieces. And um, it, it's funny it, to, to say one thing that I could put my finger on that said, oh, this is how I made it to the regional trainer. This is how I made it to regional manager. I don't know what I, I think the biggest thing is, is I, I stayed curious And I never felt like I knew enough. I needed to be green and growing all the time. And I wanted to grow my my people skills and my actual dentistry skills, you know, as far as all the things that we need to know. And I took every CE, I took every leadership class, read all kinds of books and things like that. But I really think that just putting myself out there and helping people and being humble is really what got me where I wanted to be. Um, and then consulting just was the next step, you know. I always was looking for what was next, and I got my life coaching. I, I had done some consulting while I was working for the DSO, just because kind of when you're a regional manager, that's kind of what you're doing, really, is helping each office and each doctor. But um, I started with specialty with pedo, and then I started kind of branching out, and you know, just loving general dentistry consulting, and and moved into that. I think falling in love with Um, I love DSOs. I really do. They have the most beautiful systems. And I grew up almost basically in DSOs. And what I love about them are those systems, the structure, they know exactly what to do and how to push the buttons to make them move the right way. Um, And then private practice, I love because it has the relationship that I wanted. And so as a consultant, when my business partner, Chris and I put this together, we thought we got to marry these two. We can do all the clinical things and all the relationship things and systems and put them all together and make beauty, beauty for our clients. And that's really what caused me to go into consulting.
1: I love it. I think the one word that really probably just kind of hits it all on the head is love. You just love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're passionate about something, then that keeps you curious. When you're passionate about something, then that just keeps you wanting to learn more and and if you love it that much, I love that because I find that people that are passionate about what they do, they grasp onto the knowledge of everything and the knowledge is, is retained. Like they just remember everything they learned because they love it so much. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. You know, dentistry has gone through kind of some ups and downs over the last few years with COVID and and just, you know, a lot of people have walked away. I've, I know a lot of hygienists that have walked away. And so, I don't know, I'm just curious, what do you think the biggest issues are facing dentistry like currently now that we've kind of come through all of that?
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. The biggest one we're seeing out there and honestly from the, all over the country, because we go all over the country, um, is is staffing and, and finding the right team has always been hard to find the right, good, qualified team that really is bought into your vision. It's always been something people have struggled with in dentistry, but now there's not enough people, and so I find that two things: we see that people are either allowing really bad behavior from their teams because they're being held hostage almost because they they can't get rid of this hygienist assistant, whomever, because who are they going to replace them with? Um, and then the other piece is is that you know the team is really really being overworked because we are shorthanded we don't have the people then we finally get the people hopefully we're usually overpaying for them and we don't have time to train them because we've been out with them with without them for so long that now they're going to get trained by fire right so it's it's Mm. kind of that there's so many double-edged swords in that that we've seen so many issues with that lately and it's I think all of the dentists that we've talked to that are like, I am just done with this. That's their number one complaint, you know, that, and being in network with so many PPO insurances, you know, those are the two bugaboos that we hear from our dentists all the time. Yeah, no, I think that's, that sounds
1: like you're hitting it right on. And I totally understand where you're coming from when, when these dentists are struggling because of those two reasons. I think that's, you know, that's a great, those are issues that are, that you're definitely yeah. in the industry right now. So, if a dentist, I guess as part of those issues, let's talk about what are some things that your team has come up with to help solve some of those issues? I guess let's let's jump into that for a second.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I mean, we're we're firm believers that when you treat your team well and they have safety and they have trust from you as their leader, um, they won't go anywhere. So we're really, it's keeping the team you have. So who are you being as their leader is kind of one of the pieces we look at that. Are you being a servant leader? We're huge fans of that. Meaning if your team doesn't have what they need first, it's never gonna trickle down to your patients. So focus your, wherever you focus, you get more of. Um, and then, you know, if, if if it is a short staff situation with hygiene, you know, um, rather than having, okay, I want X amount of dollars because I see people are getting that, you know, temping. Okay, well, instead of that, what we've moved to with a lot of our teams is a base amount of money plus um, a profit share. It's not a bonus system. It's a profit share. When the office makes money, that hygienist makes money. So we just have a, a basic amount that they're supposed to make as far as a daily goal. And anything above that, they get a percentage of in a profit share. And that's really been helpful. And it's honestly been helpful for our teams to attract people. Cause I'm like, Oh, I, it's, I can make whatever I want to make, you know, but it's based on the doctor actually making some money too, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just thinking outside of the box, what do we need? Some offices have have hygienists that really want to work accelerated. So, okay, cool. Then let's get an assistant instead of a hygienist. Let's figure this out. Do you really need um, an expanded duty assistant or can we work with a chair side assistant and you do the fillings doctor, you know, just, really depending on the practice trying to think outside the box as much as possible because it's weird out there right now. (laughs) It has been since COVID and it's getting a little better, but there's different weirdnesses. It seems like all the time.
1: Sounds like you're, you're good at coming up with creative solutions and coming up with ideas of how to help a dentist become more profitable with the team that they have or the situation that they're in. So I think that that's great. I think those are really some great things that you, or helping dentists with. So if a dentist is considering a startup, what advice would you give them just to kind of, right from the beginning, what would be your best advice for a dentist just starting out?
0: Oh, it is my dream to get a hold of these people before they do anything. I'm just, and, and it's not, cause we want more clients. Honestly, I've, I can't tell you the amount of conversations I've had with docs that are wanting to possibly do a startup um, and and it, they never become clients and that's okay with me because to me, I would much rather find them ahead of time and make sure that this is the right track for them because often they don't realize what they're getting into is, is, is it's not easy. It's definitely not for the faint of heart. It doesn't mean it shouldn't be done because there's a lot of amazing startups out there and we've helped a lot of doctors do them. But um, I think the best advice I would have is before you do anything, assemble what I call your Avengers. Make sure you have a really good, strong team of superheroes that know their lane. If you have one person that says they know everything about doing a startup, they're not true. (laughs) They're not right. They're not telling you the honest truth. The reality of it is, is that it takes many people. It takes a village to create a startup for sure. So please, please make sure you have, you know, a really great coach. You have, you know, I, w- I would love to see everybody have a buyer's rep that knows exactly what they're doing. Um, and it, it does, it comes at a cost, all of these things. But the reality of it is, is that you don't need so much for too long. You get in your space, you make sure you've got a really good real estate agent that can get you help negotiate a lease or you know buy land, whatever it is you're wanting to do. They, they a good real estate lawyer, <laughs> like people that are just in their lanes. And then once that's done, just go do dentistry. Just, you don't need all of these people. You don't, in in our um, company, we really just let them fly after the first couple months of us getting them in the place. We break ties for a while and say, hey, go do dentistry. You don't need to be paying us right now. You need to be paying yourself. So do some dentistry, get that going. And once you have a team assembled, but you need more of, then we'll talk and we can help you more if you need it. But those are really the best things is get really great people that know exactly what they're doing in your back because you don't know what you don't know. You just don't. And some people will tell you everything you want to hear (laughs) just to kind of get the dollars behind a startup because there's a lot of money in startups. Um, But I've seen startups fail because they didn't have the right people in their corner. And it's the saddest that's someone's dream. To me, that's the the worst thing ever.
1: Yeah, that is really sad. But I think that's fabulous advice. Like anytime you're starting up any kind of business or starting fresh in a situation that you're not completely sure of. I think pulling together the right consultants, the right planners, the right people that know exactly what they're doing. I I think that's very, very good advice. So, so that's great. So let's just let's, as long as we're kind of on the advice path, what about any doctor, no matter where they're at, maybe they've already got a startup or maybe they are, You know, no matter where they're at in their career, what is your best piece of advice that you would give any doctor for that matter?
0: You know, I I think one of the biggest things that we see is doctors and I and I understand um, we I my company, we have the luxury of not being the main producer of all of the things and the HR company, you know, you name it. So there's a lot on dentists' shoulders and for them, I think they they lose track of the team a lot. We see people forget to appreciate their team. We see people forget to say the meaningful thank yous. I'm not talking about just the hey thanks everybody and walk out the door, you know, to, to everybody, even the people that weren't doing what they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just as much as that, as really holding their team accountable. You know, a lot of people that we see 20, 30 years in have some monsters on their team that they've allowed to do kind of whatever they wanted to do. And the great people on the team are so fed up with it that often they leave. So really trying not to lose sight of your team and who's helping you get there. And I, I can't even imagine the weight of that. Um But there, If you put simple things in place, there's certain systems that we just help docs do because then they you don't have to think about it. It's just like it's like that reminder on your phone. <laughs> just Hey, buy my wife some flowers or whatever, you know, just that reminder on your phone to, to make sure that, that you're doing all those things. But the other thing would be is, you know, wherever you are, try to start with the end in mind. All the startups, all our newer docs or our docs are, you know, within 10 years in. We want them to understand that, you know, if if your only retirement is going to be this practice, you're not going to retire well. That's the reality of it because no one ever sold a dental practice. Well, not no one. Many people don't sell their dental practice and walk away and sail off into the sunset with millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? But setting yourself up for success, making sure that you have a retirement plan, you have all of those things in place because we often find docs that are five years out of retirement and they don't have anything planned except they hope they can sell this practice for a good amount of money. And it's always more than what they think they, or what they can actually get for it. Um, So I think that that's the biggest thing for us is just, please, please plan for the end because most docs don't. And then we're left with a doc that's tired, doesn't want to work anymore. Their production's going down and we have to figure out how to get them up so they can sell for even a fraction of what they thought they would get, they would be able to sell for. So, um, I know that's a lot of things to keep in mind, but those are really the the major ones that hit me.
1: No, I think that's great plan for the end in mind. Isn't that like a Stephen Covey thing. And I just, I think those are great. Those are great ideas of what they need to focus on. So, one thing I was looking at your website and this question came to mind when I saw your website, what are some of the superpowers that you think have made a difference, um, that you have to offer the dental team But you, you know, what are some of your
0: superpowers? Uh, personally or our whole team? I'd say both. Okay. Um, personally, I think honestly, being a life coach, I think, um, I, I have a a certain level of connecting with people because of that. It just, it's, it's yes, taught, but also just who I've always been. I've I've, um, studied under Tony Robbins and I really connected with um, having people choose change versus being forced into change. And, you know, that's part of my and my business partner's vision for our team and, and who, how we work with our clients we're not going to force someone to change. You know, people come to us and want help and want change, but sometimes it doesn't fit for them and that's okay. You know, but we're always going to be the first ones to let them know that we do not want people's time and money. We just want their success. And sometimes, you know, them realizing, Oh, wow, that's a lot of work. You know, sometimes it's like, it's okay. You know what? Let us know. We'll be here. Um, And then the team superpowers um, I believe our whole company our biggest superpower that we bring to the teams is we have department specialists so we have um assistant specialists we have cad cam specialists we have hygiene specialists admin specialists we work one on one with the doctors with their PL and all the business side of it so um and and when we're done that's usually about month 2 through 6 when we're done they get an sop manual and they get to you know that was customized for them and then Typically we try and get our clients graduated, if you will, within the first year. Some of them are, are what's nexters. They always want what's next and they're growing and growing. So we keep them until they're like, you know, we have to be like, go fly without us. You're fine. (laughs) But we don't want to keep our clients forever. That's not our intent. Our intent is we're going to teach you how to fish, go fish. That's
1: awesome. Well, you know, I can totally see where, so on both sides, personal, your superpower on the personal side everyone needs a life coach, not just Dennis. So I love that you've incorporated that into your consulting. The other side of it is, I love that you've kind of pulled together this amazing team of specialists that can really help solve any challenges in any practice. And it sounds like you specialize, not really just on private practice, but also in the DSO space, which I feel like is huge. Most consultants really typically do one or the other, not necessarily both but I love that you've been able to, like you said early on, how to marry both of those, you know, the relationships and the standard operating procedures all together to try to just make it all be one wonderful, happy family. So that's good. So what is it that motivates you to keep
0: helping Dennis? You know, two things it's, it's that pleasure and pain, right? (laughs) But I think the The biggest motivator is the the pain of seeing those docs at the end of their career and not being able to sell for much, and they worked so hard and long to build this practice, and and to watch it either go down slowly or them not get the paycheck and they needed to, or having to allow other things to happen in their their lives because they didn't plan for it is always hard for me, but then you know the pleasure of watching some of our clients i mean one of our clients and she knows we tell this story she called us and she was taking on a second mortgage on her house to pay payroll and she just opened up her second location and it's ginormous and she's got more staff than ever and you know she's busting at the seams again and to watch that transformation um of who who she became because she was one of those that really chose to be a different person um and and she's a completely different woman now because she chose that but she's been so successful that it's those moments that are the pleasure moments for us of just like wow this it wasn't just her career that changed her entire life changed
1: wow that's amazing well one of my favorite things that you've said today is it's not their their time or their money that we want it's their success and i feel like that kind of sums up everything we've talked about today it's not their time or their money but it's their success that we're hoping for and i feel like that's that's really who you are, Marissa. I love that about you. Is there anything you want to add before we talk about how the best way to get a hold of you is or or any special promotions you're offering as part of this podcast?
0: Yeah, yeah. you know, I think the biggest thing and and this has always been our vision is if anybody ever has questions, we're always here to answer anything. we if we even, hit 10 people and answer a good question and we never see them again, but in our minds, they're like sailing off into the sunset. We're happy. So we're always here to help guide or whatever we need to do. But um we we do a practice analysis and typically it's $2,500, but um, we do offer our partners, which we love our e- assist. So um we consider them our partners. So we, anybody who works with our partners or anybody listening to this podcast, we do that $2,500 practice analysis at no charge. So it would be a complimentary report and it really looks at all of the KPIs of the dental practice where you're coming in as far as where you're at versus goals and even talking about kind of ways to change that and where how to get to those goals um, is all part of that analysis
1: well that's amazing so do you want people to go to your website or reach out to you personally what's the best way to get a hold of you
0: a yep, Website's great. Cause that actually reaches out to me personally. <laughs> so awesome. um, the dental practice management agency.com is, is the best way to find us.
1: Well, I feel like you named your business perfectly. Everything I've learned in marketing is that you want your business to be called exactly what it does. And that's exactly who you are. So that's the dental practice management agency.com. So I love that. So if If you are tired of losing team members, we've talked a little bit about that today. If you're tired of losing patients and you want to get back to the reason why you started in dentistry in the first place and reach out to Marissa and her team, it would be amazing. Thank you for joining our podcast today and we will see you next time. Thank you, Marissa, for joining us. Thank you so much.
0: The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our eAssist Consultant Network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.